Hi, this is Dave from Heroes Needed, just one of the many fine shows you can find on the Nod Network. Visit us on nerdod.com or subscribe on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, or wherever else you get your favorite podcasts. Have you seen that Joel Schumacher's just passed away? Yeah, that's a shame. Oh, really? It's a shame, but he did give Batman nipples. And I don't think any of us are over that. Batman always had sure? nipples. They were always there. They were just underneath. It says a lot about Batman's nipples that they can push through that armor. Oh, well, I mean, it's Batman. Come on. Sure, that is true. Welcome to the Nerdity Podcast. Uh, I'm Dave. Go on, Reg. Alphabetical <laughs> order. Oh yeah, well, sorry. Said, I'll bet uh, we'll fucking order. Yeah, but then that means Dan should be first. Well, no, because Dave's intro when we take it. All right, all right, all right. Look, I ruined it again. <laughs> we will, we, we, we'll eventually, we'll get this right. But yeah, I'm Dan. And I'm I don't Dave. intro. I don't intro <laughs> podcasting, however long. And I come in, and I'm like, it's too quick. Oh, okay, it seems fine. And then you guys just come in there and trash it. Yeah. It was concise. Well, it was to the point. It was there. Well, long we got it right stage. last week. We did. We did. It was perfect. Red said his name, then I said my name, and it was done, and everyone was happy. This mystery podcast where I was like, okay, I'm not going to be in because people are canceling you guys. Like, I'm in. We're doing it right this well, second. Not I'm you like, guys, oh, Red. Red. Yeah, Red did that. Red was, was, fault, a, Red. was a very. Yeah, to be fair, it, it was about uh, 70 minutes of Red talking about PlayStation. <laughs> is how is that different to any usual podcast? <laughs> well, it was just because I, I wasn't. I wasn't planning on jumping on um, at all. I was I was not in a good place last week. Um, so like even the the D and D one, I was like, how can I tell Doddy to sort of kill me off or something for the week? Because I was just didn't want anything to do with anything. Um, and then when I was like, you know what, you've got Dave and Steve, and you were like, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll jump on and do it. And then Steve was like, guys, I don't want to do it. And then when you were like, right, let's postpone. I was like, we're not fucking missing out on anything. That's go go go. And I was like, fuck it, just jump on. And I hadn't a chance to look at anything or do anything. So I was like, you know what? The PlayStation 5 launch is the only thing I've looked at. Yeah. So I'll talk about that for the full time. It was news. So so basically, you weren't really feeling it, but you did it anyway, and I missed out. And then on Thursday, we did the D&D uh, recording. And then um, my baby became possessed in the night, and I had to abandon partway through the thing. So I missed out on a bunch of podcasting, well, and you are there owning it all, Reg. Was that about? You'll be glad to hear that. It was okay. We managed to sort of sidestep it all until Doddy was like, so Dave, what, what do you do next? And then there was just crickets. <laughs> like, um, yeah, Dave's gone. Oh, oh, right. Like he did say, he did literally announce it. <laughs> I was thinking like, did I put it in the wrong chat thread? I'm like, no, I said it out loud with my voice. No. I told everyone. Yeah, yeah we definitely got No, I did have a lot of fun with that. And I feel really bad because I was right in the middle of actually doing stuff. And I'm like, ah, I got to go. Got Oh, good. Okay, good. It was fine. So no, it was fine. No one would even know. Move on. No, no one will realize. That's good. Good news. Hopefully. Mm. So, um, uh, uh, has everyone seen my my wonderful little addition to my CV that I've uh, I've got nerdily dragged into? That was probably one of the best kept secrets. <laughs> I mean, I it wasn't a secret for very for very long. I only only started doing it on like can't remember when it was tuesday i think or something like that so um people who listen to this and have listened to our old series and our old podcasts 
probably all know that me and Reg are particularly obsessed with a um, a Manchester-based singer-songwriter called Liam Frost. Um, and he's amazing. Uh, go, I mean, he's on everything. I think it, the new album is on. Is it on Spotify? And the lights. Cool. Go and go and listen to it. It's amazing. Uh, the new one, especially, is called The Latchkey Kid, and it's just awesome. And me and Reg are actually on it. That's why it's awesome. That's one of the reasons it's awesome. But are, how are you on it? Why are you on it? What did you do? Uh, we paid the man. Oh, that's fair enough. Well, I paid. <laughs> we paid the man. Yeah, um, it was a. He did like a Kickstarter sort of thing. Uh, oh, okay. Pledge, Pledge Music just before Pledge Music died and took everyone's money, um, including his, Oof. unfortunately. Um, but yeah, we we pledged for that and um, went down to his to to the studio that he was recording. Where was it, Reg? Ramsbottom. 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 That's it. Went all the way to Ramsbottom and uh, recorded some backing vocals. It was great. We were we were pretty good and some stamps. We did like stu- proper studio and sample worthy stamps that you could sell on like the audio version of a photo bucket or whatever it's called. But yeah, they were wonderful apparently. But anywho, this guy, um, we've been following him for about what eleven years, Reg? Nine, ten years? Uh, Two thousand and five. Um, it was when he did his gig with Stephen Fretwell. Jeez, Louise. So yeah, for a while, um, and he's sort of it, about a year ago. He said he was going to give up the the solo thing. He was a bit fed up with it because nothing was really happening. Um, so he decided he wanted to form a band, and he announced last week that his new band was getting together, and it was called the Fountainhead, and they were going to release their first song. Uh, on it was on last Friday because um, uh, on Bandcamp, um, Bandcamp decided they were going to give all proceeds to to charity on that day. So I think a lot of people had some new stuff out, um, him included. And I just sort of messaged him and said, "Do, do you want a video making?" He was like, well, "I'm kind of making one. Uh, why?" I was like, "Well, I just you know I'm pretty good at this sort of stuff, so I think I can make some." <laughs> I had some in my head. I had I had this just from everything I'd seen is sort of artwork and everything. I was like I had this thing in my head and I was like, I'm, I'm you know I'm all right at this editing, so I think I could pull off something pretty good. And he's like, well, send send me over some stuff that you've done. And I was like, well, I haven't really got anything like I'm thinking, so I'll just make it and send it in, let you sit and see. So I did like the first verse and send it over, and he was like, that's great, yeah, carry on. So I finished <laughs> it up um, and sent it over, and he was like, that's amazing, and uh, yeah, the rest is history. So. And I was getting into the music video game. Yeah, I, I was I was completely oblivious to this whole thing, and I literally oh, yeah. was just looking at my phone, and it was like Liam Frost is like your tweet, and I'm like, what tweet? Like, what have we tweeted that Liam would like? And I was like, oh, maybe we've just done like a little thing about hey, singles out now to mm. purchase, and then it was like check out this fucking killer video from our friends over at Nerd OD, and I was like, what video have we done? <laughs> and so I watched it, and I was like, holy fuck, Dan, like that. <laughs> That is just fucking incredible, and like I know you're going to say it's very simplistic because like there's a lyric video, but it's 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 genuinely a beautiful piece. Like I love it the way that obviously the flowers bloom and mm. birds flying out, like the little details and everything that go towards it are just phenomenal. Like I genuinely really love that video. You are truly wasted with the, uh, the, the, no, the video. No, no, no. This is where Absolutely. I'm needed. This yeah, you I, are needed. I'm so needed. Don't leave. 
but you are wasted. <laughs> I, I I have to I have to confess that I've not listened to his music. I will now do that now that I have such high ringing endorsements. However, um, the Fountainhead that's not he's not named after the Anne Rand book, is he? Because that's problematic. Um, so. I I would imagine so. Really? On, on Googling, I have I have noticed that come up primarily. Um, mm. Don't really know much about it. <laughs> so I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to give the man's music a try, but the Fountainhead is problematic, okay. I must say. What, what is the Fountainhead book? Yeah. Um, do you know, you know, you got those people where they're not, they're not quite Nazis, but they're not the nicest people on that side of the spectrum of politics. Right. They kind of worship the Fountainhead by Anne Rand. Because it tells a story of a future that's kind of their paradise in a in the not nice way, so I'm hoping it's not named after that because okay. it's, it's quest, questionable times to be a big Anne Rand fan, considering well, the world the world we're living in. Not to get political and nerdy podcast because we don't do that, but you try to considering what is currently the big you know big ticket item in the news these days. Uh, to be a big fan of that book would be um, not the number one thing that I'd want to be a part of myself. Okay. But so if it, Liam, <laughs> change your band's name to the Showerhead, and it would be same thing. <laughs> it right? helps. There is a pub apparently around the corner by him because when I was trying to tag in the Fountainhead, um, he kept on saying "in" or the Fountainhead, like pub or lodging. Right. So there's, it might be something to do about his local pub, and that's why he's like, "That's a nice one." Probably. But, Let's yeah, go with that. I've literally just Googled the Fountainhead and it's just literally that book about I mean, the... There's already <laughs> a band called The Wheat Sheaf, so he, he had no choice. I'm hoping that that's the case and it is a reference to a lovely Mancunian pub. We're going to go with that. Cool. But yeah, if, you're, if, if you want uh, advice on which album to listen to, definitely listen to um, The Latchkey Kid. It's, it's quite just Ryan saved it on my phone. But it's awesome. Just oh, say it on my phone, ready. And Bro. if you want something for straight for the feels, 100%, how the spe- show me how the Spectres dance. Yeah. It's one of my all-time favourite debut albums of anything ever. It's just absolutely stunning, and every yeah. single song has so many meanings and stuff. It's it's honestly a thing of beauty. Like, we've talked about it so many times on the but you'd need weren't, to... Weren't you in one of the music videos, Reg? I was. I was in one called the uh, the Mons Saint Paul. That's in right. Fact, I think yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's, that's. I seen you there as well. Yeah. No, I was in it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Oh, you guys. Yeah. We, we, sorry. We we do that at every single Liam Frost gig. As soon as he plays that song, we we start having this conversation in amongst the fans. Yeah, Ash hates it. <laughs> yeah. Every, everyone hates it. Liam hates it. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. Um, if you haven't already, go to our YouTube or go to the Fountainhead's YouTube or Twitter or whatever, and you'll see, um, yeah, a rather lovely video that I had fun making and I'm really proud of. And it's uh, it's it's not entirely selfless. Don't don't get me wrong. It was um, it's it's straight onto my CV. It was for my portfolio. I wanted to be able to go. Yeah, I made a, a music video. So there you go. Nice. Well, speaking of, of music and also new content and the link thereof, okay. I want to quickly touch on a series that I discovered this week, um, which is another Apple TV Plus series. So if you're not on that platform, there is some really, really good stuff in there. Um, and it's the new series Central Park. Have you guys seen okay. anything about this? See, it's about two weeks ago, 
I thought we would talk about this because I was like, there's no way that Sean has not seen this. Because first of all, it's Bob's Burgers, and secondly, yep. it's it's uh, it's on Apple TV Plus, yeah, which he's always going on about, yeah, um, and and he'd never even heard of it. I know, and I I don't remember how I heard of it. I don't remember if someone told me or if I read about. It. I don't know, but it got into my head, and I went and I found it. And the the five first five episodes are currently available, mm. uh, and they're out weekly from there on. And it is fantastic. It is such a great series. It is. It is. You're right. It's. It's the same animation style as Bob's Burgers. So if you're into that, you'll be familiar. It feels good. Um, H. John Benjamin is a guest star. He does show up in it. So if you like his voice, he's there. Don't worry about it. Um, but the cast is amazing. The cast is. It's Josh Gad, um, known as, uh, of course, as Olaf in, in the Frozen movies. You've got um, uh, the Hamilton alumni. You've got Leslie Odom Jr., Christopher Jackson, and David Diggs all in it and absolutely incredible voices uh Kristen bell uh katherine hahn it's some in- just amazing um actors and it's a musical comedy animated series which is genuinely really funny um really endearing and the music is fantastic and yeah so if you're looking for anything that has a combination of all those things this is this is fant- this is a great show and it got um i was reading about it and it was a fox production and 20th Century Fox were producing it, and they were mm. going to put it on on the Fox TV channel. Um, and then Disney bought most of Fox, but not the TV channel. So they then had this property, and they're like, oh, we need to put it somewhere. What do we do? So, But didn't go to Disney for whatever reason. Don't understand that. Um, so it became a bidding war, apparently, between Netflix, Hulu, and Apple TV+. Plus. Um, and Apple have a lot of money, so they won. And uh, they, ordered <laughs> two, they ordered two series. Direct wow. to a direct order, so twenty six episodes. Is there, were... Animated stuff seems to survive on very little views as well, and mm. I, it it looks to me like it wouldn't be cheap. But I'm guessing it it is a lot cheaper than building sets and you know oh, camera sure. and stuff. It's just yeah. paying some people in some you know some country far far away to to uh, run a sweatshop. Probably, probably Korea, isn't it? A lot of animation yeah. studios in Korea these days. Yeah, because um, Bob's Burgers—they're making a film, aren't they? It doesn't like it doesn't do that well. I don't. Even The Simpsons doesn't get more than about three or four million like viewers. Yeah, but, it but you just, can turn it out, right? It, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but this, I mean, listen, I guess though. look how quick you can turn around South Park. That's I was going to say that's mm. that's crazy how quick they work. Yeah. No, but this, this series though is it is genuinely fantastic because it's it's that combination of there's a, there's a story that runs throughout it. It's it's outlandish and wild, but in a way kind of believable because there's bits that are kind of grounded in reality. The the actors are fantastic, and you know I don't know um, if you guys are are, are fans of, of Hamilton. Um, I've never seen it, sadly. Uh, that comes to Disney Plus next month. I was going to yes, say, yeah, good, good news for you. So excited about that. But like Leslie Odom Jr. has a, a fantastic voice. Um, he plays Aaron Burr in Hamilton, and he plays the lead character in Central Park. And he's the he's the manager of Central Park. And it's just, it's so good. It is so good. Uh, Stanley Tucci plays a, an a angry old billionaire lady who wants to buy up the park and, and turn it into um, apartments and and bulldoze all the trees and it's just it's nuts absolutely nuts um but yeah if you get a chance to see it you should because the songs are super catchy um well they always are in bob's burgers so uh, again that was a 
you know, another thing I expected to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> but honestly, it's it's so so good. So yeah, if you get a chance, that show is is great. And it's a the soundtrack. They're being quite clever about it because I've got it on Apple Music, and you can see the whole track listing for the series. But you can only listen to the songs from episodes that have been released. They're only right. releasing the tracks in time with the with the show. Mm, nice. Um, which is yeah, a, a quite a clever thing. So it will keep me going back for it. Um, but yeah, it, it's there. I didn't know about it. It showed up. And I'm like, I love this show. I'm all in on this thing. And I hadn't even heard about it a week and a half ago. So Nice. Well, the one good news while we're talking about um, series going to channels and streaming channels, have you seen the finally announced the, um, the Witcher season two is going to finally start um, production again on the 17th of August? Yes, I, I, had, I had seen. I am very, very happy with that. Yeah, um, the put out a tweet which was awesome today and saying i'm dusting off my loot and quill i have some news and some meat to spill after all these months we've been apart it's time for production to restart the witcher and his bard who's flawless will reunite on set the 17th of august nice ah nice so i'm very happy although now all i have in my head is toss according to the witcher (laughs) which is great because that had been out of my head for a few months and now it's back so yeah. cheers, Rich. This show is good, right? I do need to watch it. It's fantastic. It's... Um, um, what have you? You haven't watched the. You've got Netflix. How the fuck have you not watched The Witcher? Even Ash has watched The Witcher. Because my better half won't be able to make it through it. Um, she will though. It's it's awesome. Is Even it, like they said, Ash. Is it Ash quite violent? Uh, yeah. It, yes. Yeah, she won't yeah. make it through it. We're watching. Um, partly thanks to you, Dave. We're watching The Rookie at the minute, which is a Nathan yeah. Fillion um, like cop drama um, it's and it's brilliant really good um but generally around the sort of the the 30 35 minutes mark when the, the episode starts coming to a head there'll be some big shootout or something and immediately as soon as anyone pulls a gun out she's hiding behind my arm or behind the blanket or something like that <laughs> just can't cannot make right. it through so definitely no way to watch the gangs of london then she would no. hate that no, and I'm I'm reluctant to watch that because, in my opinion, Sky have never made a good original show, and yeah, I, I don't think it's likely that it's going to be my sort of thing. But The Witcher is one I'm intrigued to watch, and while I have lots and lots and lots of time with me being unemployed, um, I've I, you know I decided I'd I'd watch the entire run of Twenty Four again, so I'm I'm getting through a disc of that a day, and then I've got no time for anything else. Although I'm nearly finished on Community, so maybe I'll go on to The Witcher. See, no, this is the thing. Everyone keeps re-watching all these shows. you got to watch the new stuff. The I will, great. but I've, all, I've always wanted to re-watch 24 because it's just so flipping good. Is it, though? I mean, It I just, really uh, is. My big problem is I, I've never been to Los Angeles, right? But I know full well what the traffic in L.A. is like. Mm. And they like they cross town in like three minutes. And you're like, what? Come on. It's meant to be real time. And I get the illusion is there. But you kind of break it when you do stuff like that for me. But Fair enough. That's not a problem I've ever thought of. But now I think you've just ruined the entire thing. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. Now you can watch it's fine. The It's okay. It's all right. Well, it's just right. think of all the time I've freed up for you to watch the Witcher. Okay. Absolutely. I've, um, I've just put a vote in on... Um... <laughs> On our Slack group channel, saying we need to vote remove Dave from AOD. <laughs> I've just seen it. Because um, of my controversial views on 24. Well, yeah, because the only yeah. correct view about 24 is it's the greatest thing that ever existed. Mm-hmm. Right. If it wasn't for Jack Bauer, we wouldn't have life as we know it. So Kiefer Sutherland, as a man and an actor, I'm all for that. And a musical artist. Of course. 
Mm-hmm. But but I, that's never been there for 24. I mean, I, I'm sorry. You will be. If it makes you feel any better. I'll also vote to remove myself just to just to make it easy <laughs> to make it painless. Good, good. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So, welcome everyone to Dave's last ever Nerd OG podcast. <laughs> Thankfully, he's already plugged his book of short stories. Is a yeah. film it's of a, shooting. Well, not this episode, Reg. Not this episode. No. With and so many sagas in the world. Oh, no. <laughs> Steve, straight away. Now I've done that. Steve's like, I need to get on the pod. <laughs> I'm moving. Have you started? <laughs> it's it's too late. The vote's already happened. It's it's gone. Um, no, I, I look. I am I am of the belief that if you want to enjoy a property, whatever that is, whatever book, whatever series, whatever films, like fill your boots. Like enjoy what you enjoy. I like some real shit. Like I fully accept that there's some shit out there that I love that I know is objectively bad. But I'm all right with that, and I'm cool with that. I'm not. I'm not big um, on, on 24, but people love it, and you know what? I'm happy for them. Good. Thank you. I'm happy Thank for you guys, <laughs> and I want you all to be happy. Good. Good. Well, speaking of um, things, people are rewatching in a very tedious link. Um, what we're good ha- at. Have you have you heard that Michael Keaton's rumored to be coming back as Batman? I've seen uh, that. I'm... Yep. So basically, the Flash movie that's coming on, <clears throat> uh, that's coming out with Ezra Miller, Ezra Miller, however the fuck you say okay. his name. Um, basically, not just in this film, but DC are teeing him up to be like fucking uh, Nick Fury, like Samuel Jackson style. So um, they were saying as, it's not as like be... Bruce Wayne. Yeah, so um, they were saying, according to THR, they were in, uh, some Hollywood reporter was mm-hmm. indicating about it, um, Keaton's role isn't a simple cameo or one-off appearance. Instead, one are, are hoping to include him as a reoccurring character in the upcoming DC films. So they want him in a role comparing him to the likes of Samuel Jackson's Nick Fury in the MCU. I would suggest so, they're still what? trying to make the yeah. DCEU a thing. Yeah, they're still doing that. Yeah. I know, but like... That's enough to make me go, you know what? I will give it a, sh- a chance. I'll, okay. I'll, I want to do that. The downside, while we're talking about Batman now, have you seen that Joel Schumacher's just passed away? Yeah, that's a shame. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, passed away uh, from cancer, unfortunately. It's a shame, but he did give Batman nipples. And I don't think any of us are over that. Batman you, always had sure? nipples. They were always there. They were just underneath it all. Well, man can have secret nipples. He can have. I'm not well, against Batman is, having actual nipples, but it, it was really nipples. cold at the time of filming, so they just came through. Yep. Yeah, it says a lot about Batman's nipples that they can push through that armor and push well, out like that. Well, I mean, it's Batman. Come on. True. That is true. That's true. That is his superpower. Also, Val Kilmer was the worst Batman. Welcome, Steve. Uh, a wild Steve appears. Um, I uh, worst Batman. Um. It wasn't Clooney. It, it was wasn't Clooney. Clooney. Nope. We've no, had this discussion before. He even says himself that it was it was Clooney. Clooney had the good jaw. He had the good Batman jaw. Good sort of comic book Batman squared off jaw. I don't think so. I think that about Val Kilmer. I, I think he just doesn't. I don't think um, George Clooney looked any part of him looked right. No. No, but yeah, I'm still. I mean, Michael Keaton is my Batman. So the idea of him coming into those, it, it makes me then maybe think, oh, do I want to watch these DC films if Michael Keaton comes back? I think Ben Affleck's now my, my Batman. 
oh, come on, really? I like Bad Affleck. I've never been against the man. But I got no time for these current DC films. I got no time for him. He was, he anyway. was the best. He was the best part of the new DC film. So <laughs> that's the thing. Like yeah, his, his Bruce much. Wayne is awesome, and that warehouse scene. If they actually did the the Batman film instead of bringing in fucking what's his Twilight Dick, actually Robert Pattinson. That's him. Bring back Batfleck. Like th- that could have been something. Yeah, but they were like, they were like, oh, Ben Affleck, he's a Batman solo movie. It's all yours, and he's like, oh, I'm out. So like, what? This is this is your solo movie. Like, why don't you want it? Like, well, he was going to direct it, and everything. Yeah, he was, he was going to direct it and write it, and they were like, well, actually, no, we don't want to use that. And he's like, well, if you don't want to use it, you don't want to use me. And then that didn't work out, and he was like, shit, fine, <laughs> I'm out then. Yeah. So, and I think he did the right thing thinking about it, really, because the whole universe is just awful like you said before we've gone through so many pods just slamming it um but the one thing that they they can do really well dc is games so the 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 rocksteady batman series of games have been phenomenal like they are such a great series of games mm. that um there's a new batman game coming out that's going to be based around the court of owls but that's done by i think um Warner Brothers Montreal, who did um, Batman Origins. Oh, okay. Um, Arkham Origins. But that's left Rocksteady open for ages, and there's been so many rumours flying around about what it is they're actually working on inside a DC franchise. Um, and then there was potential, like, everyone was like, shit, are they actually finally going to do the Turtles game and stuff? Which would be freaking incredible. Um, but apparently, it's now... It's very strongly rumoured after seeing some uh, domain names go for registration around them. It's going to be a Suicide Squad game. So this was a strong rumour originally. And then they were like, nah, it got panned apparently by Warner Brothers. Um, But now these have started coming back up again. Um, So there's really interesting uh, domain name of Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League dot com coming through, which would be awesome because they are very good at dark registered by warner brothers or what because that could just be a comic no no so it's a, these are game ones that they've come across being registered by them right so it's suicide squad game.com suicide squad kill kills the justice league night game okay um so um what dc are holding their the usual their event that they have at like um the comic con san diego and stuff but now they're hosting a digital event called dc fandom um, on August the 22nd, where one of us is going to be making the announcements of what it is they're actually going to be releasing. So with this now freshly coming in, um, the, the, we, it's, it's got to be. They've been waiting for years to do a new yeah. game. It's got to be this one. Um, so I'm, I'm well up for it. But the, the leaks are getting really strong now, and they're coming from really good sources as well. So... Hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll have an amazing suicide squad, a suicide squad title coming in, which would be nice. Mm. I just, I just can't get behind DC stuff anymore. I, I really, I want to, I do want to, but I just, it, it's all just so everywhere. I know we've talked about it before. I don't want to bore people with it again, but it's just, it's so all over the place. You know, with the Suicide Squad film, and then that doesn't do very well. So then they're going to do another Suicide Squad film, but it's not a remake. It's kind of a reboot. But it's got some of the same actors playing the same characters, but it's not a sequel. Then you got Birds of Prey came out, and that kind of was a sequel because Harley Quinn's in it again, played by Margot Robbie. But I, I, I don't, 
I don't understand. You know, you've got like two or three different actors right now playing the Flash. So the Flash is getting a movie, but it's not the same Flash that's in the very successful TV series. So there's no crossover with that. I'm like, what are you doing, DC? I got no idea. I can't even keep up. Not even Michael Keaton will get me back in there, I don't think. <laughs> I like that this is now our bar of are we interested? Yeah. Uh, is Michael, Michael Keaton, Keaton in it? Hey, well, I, I'm Michael Keaton. He made he made the jump into Marvel films in Homecoming, and he was great. And you're like, you're a you're a really good actor. Like you should be in more stuff. You were the best Batman. I don't care what anybody says. Batman Returns is one of the best films of all time. And uh, you know he's wasted. He's if, wasted. If Michael Keaton was a reoccurring character in 24, would you then be interested in 24? Yes. I'm not saying I'd like it, but I'm saying I would be interested. <laughs> There's been some amazing people in 24. There really have. Yeah. John Voight was in it. Uh, who else we've got? Um, who's the oh, guy who shit. played... Um, who's, who's the guy that showed up for like one episode? I think he was like a comedian or something. Oh, um, Stephen Merchant. No. Really? Yeah, he's, he's in one episode. He snuck in. Oh, what was his name? It was like, I remember watching it and was like, oh my God, what are they doing? Mm. Don't know. The, the yes, farmer from Babe was, was in it. He plays Jack Dad. Jack, uh, Jack's dad in, uh, in the series I'm watching now, actually. Of all the all the things to pull it from. I can't remember his name. Well, it was either that or I was going to say, uh, what's his face? Is that from Cochrane out of Star Trek First Contact? But you're not going to know that, are you, Reg? James Cromwell. There you go, James a, Cromwell. Such a great actor. And yes, yeah. I would always get him as from Cochrane because that is an incredible role yeah. in an incredible film. See, what so. about him in Biocentennial Man? I mean, anyone in Biocentennial Man is just terrible because it's one Hang of on. the worst films I've ever do seen. You, I really all, liked it. Do you all mean... Bicentennial Man. <laughs> Isn't that what he said? He's, he said Biocentennial Man. Oh, in like well, no, he's definitely Bicentennial Man. Okay. I, I was thinking, an e- 100-year-old eco-warrior? Is that what you're trying to get at? Is that a different movie? I don't remember that one. <laughs> Dave, did you watch the um, uh, the keynote? I have not, but I have seen some of the highlights for it, and I like the look of that software. We're moving to a little... Apple we're, we're, keynote? Yes. Okay, just uh, for people at home. I think the biggest news is the fact that we're turning it all the way up to 11. I like to say we because you're you're not part of them anymore. <laughs> I don't get that. I, I understand the Spinal Tap reference, but I don't know what that's got to do with the software. So macOS, Big Sur, the call in it. Oh, a new yeah. macOS version. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to see the iOS stuff. Big they're moving from. Uh, they're actually going to eleven. They're moving from ten to eleven. Whoa! Am I actually I mean, going to have to upgrade this, or am I still not going to be able to run sixteen bit or thirty-two bit software? Uh, I mean, I, I mean, your they're not, not going to put they're not going to put 32-bit support back into it. Uh, that's that's crazy talk. That's, far too that's, much stuff that I just can't use if I do that. But is it is it big enough to justify a jump to 11? I've not seen the keynote, and I don't want to bore everyone else on this call with it. But I'm intrigued. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's the new chipsets that they're coming out with. Oh, fair um, because remember, they um, uh, they moved away from uh, PowerPC to Intel, and that was a big deal. And now they're moving away from Intel to their own their own ARM processors. And it's like, hang on a second. That's true. <laughs> um, but That's but true. yeah, the, the the big deal about this guys is the fact that macOS 10 um, was originally launched. 
gosh, 2001. So it's tw- it's nearly 20 years old. Um, Jesus yeah, because I, I started working. I started working at Apple with 10.4, 10.5. Yeah, that kind of area. So it was already so, a while in. Basically, what they've done, Reg, is they've just up- upgraded the second number. Uh, the whole point w- w- was talking about how, like, it was compatible and familiar. So it was all ten. Like, so it didn't matter if you were using the first version of ten in two thousand and one, or ten point four, ten point five, ten point six, where they were putting different features on. It still looked and felt the same, um, which was avoiding the Microsoft model of now we've done Windows ninety eight. Now we're moving to Vista and everything changes. Now we're moving to uh, Windows ten and everything looks different again like they would they were trying to stay away from that model i think um but yeah after after nearly 20 after 19 years they've uh they've gone from 10 to 11 it does worry me though considering my my mac is what three three and a half years old now i'm thinking oh i'll be able to upgrade probably but things will start getting slow i don't want to buy a new computer i'm not gonna but, you know <laughs> my I, I told Lou, oh, we got a new software version. She'd be like, great, can you run on your current machine? I'd be like, no. And she'd be like, well, I don't give a shit. So, <laughs> oh, Another highlight is the fact that they're uh, upgrading watchOS, uh, so there's now going to be a widget that tells you how to wash your hands. You tells you how or like when or what. Oh, how? Wow. <laughs> I just detected you've been to the toilet. Time to wash your hands. The amazing thing is there are people that need that. So I was driving around in a Model X today. I know, and you are the only person I know who can be given a hundred thousand pound car for the day and yet still have problems with it. Because <laughs> you were driving, you were driving a P one hundred D Model yeah. X, which is a hundred thousand pound vehicle, they put, which, they they gave you, which they gave you as a courtesy car. <laughs> it's like someone giving me a fucking Aston Martin DB nine for the day. And being like, there you go. And me being like, well, acceleration's not quite the same as my car, so it's shit. You were insane. I discovered the reason why the acceleration wasn't that good on on the fucking dual motor car that I was in uh, was because of the fact that they'd enforced chill mode, and I couldn't take it out of it. <laughs> Yours, I'm surprised. You were lucky they didn't put it on valet mode and limit you to 30 miles an hour, buddy. Because <laughs> if I was lending you my 100,000-pound electric tank, you definitely would not be driving it faster than 30 miles an hour anywhere. So, on the on the way home back from Stockport, I uh, I tried to put it into um, autopilot on the motorway because I'm, I'm a lazy bitch now that I've got a Tesla, um, and with the with the Model Three to put it into um, uh, into autopilot, you shift down into drive twice, so it's like a double click on the um, on the shifter. Um, so I tried that on this car and accidentally put it into neutral. So I'm driving on the motorway. I'm slowing down. I've got the regenerative brakes kicking off at me being like, I want to stop now. I'm in the middle lane. So by the time I got to about 30, 40 miles an hour, I'd slowed down to, I'd figured out how to put it back into drive again. So that, that was a, that was a moment. Um, so that was my first gripe about the car is the fact that it'll go into neutral when you, um, when you're trying to, drive it wrong um but it had so many (laughs) (laughs) it had so many stalks as well like there was three stalks on the left and one on the right with the model three there's only one on each side um so i I think my gripe with it is the fact that the the model x came out what three years ago i think three four years ago Mm. 
Yeah. So it, it it felt the technology felt kind of old. It it felt like it felt like it was a it was a bigger Model S, and the Model S was out like what nine years ago now, ten years ago, which uh, you know for all intents and purposes feels old to me because I'm driving around in you know the Model Three, the newest that they do. So I'm guessing if any of you guys drove it, you'd be like, oh my god, this is futuristic. But um, I, I just I wasn't there. It's old hat, you know. It's old hat. But honestly, it was to the point where the guy had to come and help me because uh, I sat in it and I'm like, right, the seats are all wrong, the wheel isn't moving, I can't, I can't sort the mirrors out because keep in mind with the Model Three, it's one button and then you're on the screen that configures all that stuff through the steering wheel. Um, whereas the just that 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 button wasn't there on the screen, uh, so I didn't know how to move the wheel. I didn't know how to sort the mirrors out and it turns out that all those features were the same as on just a common car so to move the mirrors were um was a button on the door handle you know like a normal car has yeah. i just couldn't see it didn't know it was there um the the oh, that third stick the extra stick uh was to configure where the um uh the the the, the steering wheel steering car column moving in and out so yeah he had to show me how to how to sit in it um yeah. It was massive. It, it felt like another thing as well is when I put my foot down on the motorway, it sort of it like it made this like brr, 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 brr noise, and I'm like, is this a is this a petrol version of a Tesla? Because it, it, I think it's just I don't know. It, again, it, again, hundred thousand pound car. Yeah. Here's your car for the day, and you're like, oh, I've got to move the mirrors with a different button. No, oh. no. Another thing, well, I was like, because my mate, my mate from across the road, he came around, he wanted to have a look at it, because he's a dad, uh, and he was like, this is my dream car. Um, the back seats, you've got two, like, extra back seats that sit in the boot, so it's a uh, three, four, five, it's a seven-seater car, isn't it? Uh, Six-seater? One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, seven-seater, seven isn't it? Seven-seater. Yeah. Uh, so the two seats in the very, very back, I'm like, how do you, how do you make them pop up? So again, I spent a good 10 15 minutes looking through the menus on the screen and it turns out you have to physically press a button on the seats to make them pop up um oh no it just oh. is <laughs> i know and also i have to point out that i i am a dad and i would fucking love a model x i would love a model x because they're massive and they've got motherfucking uh, falcon wing doors that that uh, are the future and you don't i don't understand you the falcon, wing understand. Doors, the falcon wing doors were cool what i liked about Thank the falcon you. wing doors is you can get in the you know even the tiny tiny seats at the back you we've all been in one of those like taxi vans that have little tiny seats in the back right oh, and yeah. you have to, like squeeze in like you're being born in reverse oh god uh, an image with the falcon wing doors they don't just they don't just open up access forwards they also open up access above so you can literally step into the car without ducking down twist your body around and just sit down normally um it, uh, you know so you don't have to squeeze in um so i like that that was good uh, the cat fucking loved it he was like this is amazing and I, I think that they've they've spent a lot of time and potentially a lot of money um putting in technology to make the doors automatically open and close which I thought was a bit weird. I'm guessing that's a that's a that's a parent thing though, right? That's something that you'd need as a as a as a mum or a dad if you're getting kids in the car and you know. No, if, you it's just, if you're to... spending a hundred thousand on a car, then or whatever it is, you you just want to be able to open your doors by pressing a button. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's fair. I want I want all of the controls to be just 
I just press a button, it just does stuff for me. And like, and if I had a car of that that type, then yeah, I would expect that. I would expect it to. If I'm gonna press a button to raise the seat, that's cool. But I want those doors opening and closing because I think about it too hard. You know what I mean? That's all. I got so angry at the man when I went back. I was telling him that I'd showed my neighbour and that he really liked it. And he goes, "Did you show him the dancing mode?" And I was like, "What?" And he says, "Yeah, you press this button, it plays a Christmas song, and it it." it like it shines the lights and you know makes the doors go up and down in rhythm and stuff and i'm like why the fuck did you not tell me about that before <laughs> I <fell off?" laughs> why didn't you google model so easter egg or something because i didn't, also, I didn't know it existed. also what was wrong with your model three because again you're the only man i know who can get a car like this and go like oh something wrong with it i'll go and complain at tesla and get a free car for the day uh there was a few things door wasn't allied there's a, a recall that'll be on yours as well oh, um cheers the, <laughs> uh, the back door was creaking there was a rubber thing that they haven't fixed so they're coming out for a home visit next time because they don't want to lend me a model x again so they're just going to come out to my house and sort it they're, they're going to come back to your house with a check for the money you've already paid towards the tesla and be like i'm sorry we no longer want your service <laughs> Fuck off. here's a button for that we do it physically <laughs> it's called the <a> boot <laughs> so so I should be expecting a recall on my car. Good to know. Thank you. Yeah. Will I get, will I get a Model X for the day? Because uh, I don't mind that. I'll, I'll take it. It was weird. I mean, he said to me, he says, have you ever drove a Model X before? And I'm like, no. And he was like, oh, you're getting a Model X. I was like, okay. And then I was thinking about that question. I was like, why did he position it in that way? Like, if I would have said yes, would the response have been any different? Or was I that just his way of telling to be excited. I mean, Mike, I say this, I say this, uh, trying to be, um, what's the word? Humble. My car's better. Fair enough. I mean, your car is newer, so it's fair to say that there are certain things that would be better. more intuitive yeah. or anything else. But just me, if, you had a, if you had a car seat and a bunch of baby stuff and a pram red I, I, up here, I, I you would it. take the Model X any day of the week. <laughs> Yeah. fit stuff i mean uh, i'll give you another example what 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 felt weird when i was driving it was um the wheel the wheel was too big it was huge it felt like i was driving a bus and also when i indicated uh the <laughs> the indicator stalk it goes down so when you push it down it goes down and stays down and then clicks back up like a normal car it's not like ours where it just you, you can you can thunk it and then it, it doesn't it just comes back up straight away um, when i got my new hyundai i was just annoyed because they'd moved the indicator from the the left hand side to the right hand side and uh yeah that was about it i mean that's a that's, yes. a, that's, a, that's a fair concern to have though because you're on the motorway and you got to change your lane and suddenly you've wiped your windshield wipers on and you're like, what am I doing? And then someone rear-ends you, and then it's game over. So that's a fair concern to have moving you something watch, fundamental. Did you watch my TikTok? Um, no. And Facebook. Well, it was on. It was the video I put on Facebook. I saw well. your excited post saying, I'm getting a Model X. Uh, no, I put on Facebook and on TikTok a, uh, a quick one-minute review of the Model X. So if you get a chance, go watch it. I, I don't think I was it. too. I don't think no. I was too disparaging. I, I was I just talking more about the differences. Because I knew, I knew that somehow you weren't going to like it. Mm-hmm. I had this, I had this feeling in my gut, and I was like, I can't watch it because he's going to say he doesn't like it. Just, the first thing I saw was it was a hundred days. Even if it's subconsciously like, no making you, you feel better, like you know, no, I've got the better one. That, yeah, that, that could happen. Just to, to summarize, Dave, I'm 
I, I'm just very aware of the fact that that car isn't for me. And and what's interesting to me is the fact that they're the company are clearly making cars that are targeted at certain people, mm. and and that's that's exciting, isn't it? It's like <laughs> you know the, the fact that the fact that um, I had my neighbour around who's a dad to a couple of kids, um, and he loved it. He loved. He was saying this is his dream car, and I'm like, I don't get it. And then when he sees my normal, like you know, little sporty love of my life, he's like, Yeah, it's nice, it's okay. But I'm like, No, no, this is the better one. That's just two people looking at looking at the yeah. the, the you know, same I thing. I see that though because the one the doors on this one go whoop like Back to the Future. So from an outsider's perspective, I would be like, Oh yeah, that's the one I want. I want the ones with the doors. Yeah. The one with the doors. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So yeah. I, I get that. But. Part of me, part of me feels like they were like, "Oh, you come here with your Model Three, okay? Uh, we're gonna give you this somewhat shonky Model X. It's got some shit wrong with it because like it's a loner. I like to think like it's not usually a problem, but that one they gave you is just a bit like broken. <laughs> like, eh, take that, you'll be fine. It felt... like, we've heard of this guy before. <laughs> just give him something. He's gonna moan anyway. Let's just give him an actual reason to moan. <laughs> it felt, it felt American. It definitely felt American. Um, and I think the reason why the Model Three doesn't feel american is because of how like mold breaking it is how how i don't want to use the word futuristic because i know i'm not driving around in a blade runner car but you know that they have they've made changes in the three that you don't that you don't see in other cars it's just it's just not there yet it's it's a bit like it's a you remember when uh dan when that when the iphone came out Mm. and and like comparing that to all the other like touchscreen phones at the time and it was like yeah that's that's different no one else is there yet um that's how it feels with the the model three fair enough but I, i i mean i enjoyed i enjoyed the opportunity to to get to to own it for a day and you know to reaffirm the choices that i've made with the car that i've got mm. i'm also getting really excited about the because they're bringing out uh, another car the model y yeah. and the model y is is going to sit on the same uh, on the same base as the model x does so it's going to be a big car it's going to have a, a a large wide footprint so it's going to be you know and it's got hasn't it got the extra seats in the back uh, I don't know. It's it's, it's bigger than it. It's the same wheelbase it's as just, the S and the X, yeah. but it's yeah. more in line with the threes size. The design, so so basically, it's it, inside. If you look at a photo of it, it looks exactly the same as my car. It's just everything is you know a bit bigger. So it's just a a, a, a scaled up version of my car, um, apart from the screen size. So the screen looks a bit a bit smaller in proportion, but the obviously the dash is a bit bigger. The the footwell's bigger. The seats are bigger. The, everything's uh, bigger so i think that's going to be of interest to people because then you get the you know the benefits of of being able to shove car seats in there and stuff for the kids but also having something that feels futuristic as well mm. i want it can't afford it but i want it <laughs> <laughs> so where were we it's a stern, uh, well while we're speaking of futuristic stuff reg has always got a segue i like that big fan of that Terry reg <laughs> well um, the last of us two came out on um, uh-huh. last week, on Friday, which is set in the future. Um, uh-huh. And apparently it's Sony's uh, biggest ever fastest selling UK, uh, well, not UK, sorry, the biggest selling boxed PS4 title um, of launch. 
really? which considering you know they've had the latest ever like Metal Gear and Death Stranding stuff, it's it's quite a quite a big surprise. There's been quite yeah. a few titles I wouldn't have thought would have, well, would have thought would have beat it. Um, but it's yeah, apparently it, it beat Uncharted by one percent <laughs> to to make it the biggest one. So they beat their own record. Who'd have thought? 76% higher than The Last of Us original one, wow. which is crazy. And, and the weirdest thing about this, so like, without going into any spoilers for the title, because um, I know a lot of people wouldn't have, have played it yet, but the game itself has been like praised as the title of our generation. Of this, apparently, it's like the most phenomenal game of all time ever by every single critic. Reader reviews, under the hand, of people who've actually played it. It's If you have a look at Metacritic, it's been absolutely panned. Now, it isn't just because of the, which we, we all genuinely thought was going to be the SJW sort of warriors out there, um, just basically trolling Naughty Dog and making it all panned. But apparently, the story to it um, is a massive letdown because everyone was dubious, did it really need a sequel, didn't it? I was in the opinion once I finished it, I was like, you know what? I'm very happy yeah. with that story. Like, mm. we don't need a second one. It would be nice because Naughty Dog always do great games, but we don't really need it. Um, and there's a majority of the fan base that are like, you know what? Yeah, the story they shit on, they did. I've ruined it for myself when I was like, let's just have a reason as to have a look to reason why. And the very first, like, four reader reviews just spoil everything. I was like, I don't want to see that. Oh, too late. Too late. Yeah. So I now know all the, the beats. <laughs> um, so I, I know the part of the story. Obviously, they're not going to give the, the full thing away. Um, but I do know a couple of my mates that are playing it on um, on Facebook. Who, one of them, only bought a PlayStation to play this. Wow. Um, and he was like, it just it looked like from the trailer. It was like it just looked like I needed it. Had this and person like, not played the first one? No, he's been an Xbox fanboy like his entire life. Wow. Um, so he was just like, I need, I need to, to, I need to play this. And I was like, play, play number one. And I was like, especially as a dad, I think you will fucking get well brought into um, into this first story. And then he messaged and was like, holy shit, just bore my eyes after about 15 minutes. And I was like, yep, that scene is fucking emotional. Um and he was like, I can't wait to get into two now. I'm just going to run through it or do just YouTube the story bits. And I was like, no, play through the fucking title. You've got it. Yeah. Play it. And then play Last of Us 2. Um, but also, while we're talking about emotional things that, that really make you cry. Um, so as we were talking before about bands and, and stuff that, that we like here, um, there's a band, Frightened Rabbit. Um, the main thing is we know passed away and they, his brother set up a charity called Tiny Changes. Now, over the, the weekend it's just been, they did something called Tiny Gigs, um, which was a Facebook free thing. Um, and they got a full weekend full of bands and artists um, to play songs, some big, some little, some indie, just like loads of, of random people. And in there was one of mine and Dan's other favorite uh, guys, a guy called Frank Turner. Um, and he he sort of headlined the Sunday night, and he did a um, a full set of just Bright and Rabbit covers, apart from the last song, which was a song called "A Song for Scott," who was the main singer. And uh, it's it's literally just about him. Now, if I'd be, I'd hate to be a friend of Frank Turner <laughs> because <laughs> like, this is the third song now he's he's wrote about losing someone. So you've got like "Long Live the Queen." 
which is an awesome charity single, which got completely overlooked, which is a criminal shame. Mm-hmm. The song for Josh, which is about the uh, the the guy who did security in a in a nightclub in a yeah nightclub bar in um, in America, and now a song for Scott. Um, but literally from the opening, like. <laughs> couple of words i had to pull over and i was like i can't drive listening to this it's fucking i'm going and yeah by the end of it i was a fucking blubbering wreck with oh. a smile well, Reg, face, if you I, had a tesla you could have just pressed the button and it would have driven for you while you yeah. cried or yeah. put you into neutral mm. <laughs> <laughs> and you got these smeary tear eyes in neutral in the motorway no idea where you're going <laughs> no and then sit in, the middle, sit eyes, in the middle lane. Sitting in the middle lane, not moving at all, just sobbing your eyes out. Cars whizzing past you like beep. <laughs> or you? No, I was going to make a no, no, no. No, go on, go on. No, I was going to make a joke, and then I felt really bad about saying it instantly. So I shouldn't. No, I, 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 I live for jokes, especially bad jokes. Oh, God. No, because I was going to say that you you go into neutral, you steer into traffic, you can't see what is happening, you end up in an accident, and then Frank Turner's writing a song about you. <laughs> That's good. That was worth it. Oh, no, I don't think it was. I feel like a bad person. I think it was. And it could be oh, no. the fast lane of death. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to write that song for Steve. Don't worry. It'll be all right. <laughs> Song for, Song for Steve. Song for Steve. <laughs> Got an episode title. I like it. <laughs> and it's all about his Model X. Now I'm all for you talking about um, Frightened Rabbit and Frank Turner and everything, Reg. But it was it, that was a weak segue when you had a really simple, yeah. So that's Naughty Dog's latest game. But what about the first game they ever made? And then oh, we sort of, and then we sort of circle back yeah, and start but... talking about New Crash Bandicoot. I just I really wanted to talk about that, so fuck well, you. Yeah, I guess your that. shitty segues. So <laughs> I've got that. But why are you being so so naughty, Dan? Right. <laughs> Telling me off for doing that. Jesus Christ. Right, yeah. <laughs> naughty dog. <laughs> just recently revealed Crash Bandicoot Four. Surprise. Well, was it Naughty Dog though? Who, who's do, who's doing this? Is it Vicarious Visions again? I think so. I yeah. don't know. So don't, uh, they're the people who are doing the Tony Hawks remake as well have we even talked about that yes because i was angry that they didn't put certain get, uh, song titles oh, in okay the, that's good soundtrack yeah and people seem to be getting very very excited for the fact that they're doing another skate game yeah which i'm like I'm, i feel like this was just a bit of an afterthought from it. like oh whoa people want to i was watching let's, let's give him skate i was watching a video the other night of tony hawk talking about getting offered the the gig of uh, pro skater the the, the the game and he was talking about he wasn't being specific uh but he was talking about the pay the payday from it and mm. he was like i like i'd worked my whole whole career you know as a as, as a pro skater and all of a sudden this opportunity comes along and it just fucking wipes the floor money wise with anything i ever earned doing pro skating mm. <laughs> um which which makes sense because the games were fucking insane with regards to how well they sold. How many were there? Um, God, there's well, they got seven or five, but there was also Underground oh, and American Two, and American Wasteland, and then that really bad one where you had the right. yeah, that's the one. So right, yeah, awful. something like no, that. What was the what was the one on? Um, oh, it was on the original Xbox. Uh, it was a big release of theirs. Um, everything from three onwards was on the Xbox. Yeah. Um, but it was probably Underground Thug. 
Yeah, or would have been with the orange cover. I know yeah, that's I, I, I did like that one. It was a bit more open world, and there was a much better st- ongoing story to it. But yeah, oh, I love those games. Can't I can't wait for it to. I, I, I I'll have a go of a demo before I buy it. But because five was so great. <laughs> well, that's just it. It needs to it needs to feel exactly right. I mean, if you go back, you go on our YouTube, and um, there is a, a let's play of um, which one was it? Was it number three? We played number four, maybe. Me and Red oh, played. Oh God, yeah, played, when um, came out on the Yeah, whichever <laughs> one had the, the multiplayer in, anyway. We played that, and neither of us had played it for good like ten years, you know, plus probably. But it was immediately just muscle memory. You'd you'd pull a trick, <laughs> you'd land on the ramp, you'd go into a manual, and you know, keep keep it going. And it was it was just so effortless. Um, the one and I, I really need it to feel like that. Otherwise, there's just no point. So the one I played a lot was the one where it was like there was uh, one in like a street and one in um yeah that doesn't narrow it down at all what one in like um oh, I'm gonna have to Google them I'm just doing okay. my editing I'll get back yeah, to you not gonna get it from that but yeah that's 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 obviously coming back we have previously talked about it but Skate was a game I never really got into um and to. It almost, like I say, it almost felt like it was a bit of an afterthought for this big EA reveal, which didn't mm. include Mass Effect. Yep. No, 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 no. Don't skate. Yeah. Don't skate. Four has been petitioned for. It has been clamoring for. Like every time EA have done one of their events at E3, they have been absolutely slammed and brutalized for not announcing a new skate. For some reason, it seems to be one of their sleeper hits. Like right. Like a really insane sleep hit. I don't quite understand it because it's a bit more of a realistic version of um, Tony Hawk's and stuff. It's mm. not not as arcadey. Um, I just I could never get into it. It wasn't no. my bag. It so was it, three, by the way. Okay. No, 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 no. You you've opened a door, Dan. You've opened a door, and I have to walk through it. So EA have their event. Yes. Before that, there <laughs> this are is what rumors. I was trying to get to. So there good. are rumors. Yep. Of a remaster title. Mm-hmm. And the rumor mill says that it's going to be Mass Effect, mm-hmm. and I am preparing myself to spend money on that game for probably the fourth time. That game, I, that, that game series, I bought it three times previously. I was going to buy it again. I was like, EA, you just give me that remastered Mass Effect one, two, and three. I will pay you what you ask. Like, yeah. you, name your price. I will pay it. Easy give it to money. me on the Xbox One X. Easy money. And then they come out and they go, hey, we're going to make Battlefield 6. And it's like, oh, cool, okay, new Battlefield game. I, I like yeah, Battlefield. That's good. Stunning. And oh, our remaster title. Ooh, are you ready for a remaster title? What's it going to be? I'm there going Mass Effect, Mass Effect, Mass Effect. Don't, don't mess with me, EA. Make it Mass Effect. It's Battlefield 3. Hang on a second. You're going to make Battlefield 6. And you're also going to release a remastered Battlefield 3. Yeah. Don't you think the audience for those games might be the same people well then look at call of duty because that's what they did with that and so i I agree with you that you know it's 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 pointless and i'd much rather have mass effect but they when when they released which one was it black ops 3 and you got um modern warfare 2 uh or modern or the first modern warfare i can't remember which one it was Mm. um with it that was what that sold sold more copies of that game than the actual game did. People just wanted that for the multiplayer. 
So I'm guessing that's the sim- a similar situation in this case. Yeah. In fairness, Black Ops did have the greatest um, acronym of all time, Cod Blops. Yeah, good old Blops. Cod Blops. Big fan of that. But but remastering, the, I mean, look, I've always been a fan of the Battlefield games. I've probably preferred them to the Call of Duty games um, in general. But to make a brand new one, great, I'm all for that. To remaster an old one, okay, fine, but surely not at the expense of the greatest game series that's ever been made. Surely, like Shenmue Three wasn't by yet. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Reg, we've we we've spoken about this. It's my one per pod. It's my one per pod. <laughs> I'm curious how much say in this um, Bioware have though as well. Well, Bioware have been absolutely ruined by EA. You'd think that what they would at least do... I mean, look at Anthem. I mean, Jesus Christ, what was Anthem? You'd think at least they'd be like, you know what? Last last amazing Bioware title with the Mass yeah. Effect series. Here you go. Let's just, get them just, back on track. Let's do let it again. Like them again. Yeah, let's, let's build the confidence. Let's, let's build everyone's sort of... Um, the kind of the, the build the emotions back up and get everyone. Oh, EA, they're good guys. They released Mass Effect and got Bioware back on track. Everybody's happy now. But no. You want to give us a bunch of Battlefield games at one time. God damn it, EA. God I, damn I you. I really, really want them to remaster Jade Empire. That's my favorite Bioware title. I know yeah, that never went anywhere, did it? But Jade Empire was fucking such a good game. Such a good game. And yes, Mass Effect series are great. But Jade Empire really knocked that part for me. Just because it was so fresh and different. It's fucking brilliant. Really enjoyed it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 there are other great games. And the Bioware, I mean, Bioware did uh, Nice Little Public, which is, again, I would say probably the best Star Wars game I've ever played. Um, did you so play Fallen Empire yet? Not just to be like, how dare you say that? Fallen Order was good, but it wasn't, like, for me, the, the role play element of Nice Little Public was what made it. You know, you got to play a character and, and define that character. Whereas I didn't, I felt it was way more cosmetic in Fallen Order and, and a bit less. Yes, there was progression and yes, there were abilities. But it just didn't, it didn't make it feel that different for me. It didn't feel that special. It looked great, you know, it was, was, was fun and all. Um, really enjoyed the opening segment on the sort of breaking down the old Republic ships and stuff. That was really cool. But now, Knights Republic will always have the system, the kind of turn based combat with that kind of squad management like that will always be the number one for me uh, in terms of Star Wars games, until perhaps Star Wars Squadrons, but we'll we'll see how that uh, plays out. Yes. I, I, I have been pining, pining for an actual uh, flight sim, a flight sim like a dogfighting um, yeah, game from uh, ever since I did that VR mission on, um, on Battlefront. And oh, yeah. I was just like, oh my God. And then you're like, hey, here's Squadrons, fully playable in VR. Not like here's one mission or here's like a couple of things to dick around in yep. full blown campaign mode mm-hmm. in VR. In that, that was just everything Reg wanted yeah. and more. Yep. In his but mind. it's it's not. It doesn't sound like it's a fully fledged title. It's coming out at about thirty quid as well, though, isn't it? Well, it's going to be look. It's going to be focused on the multiplayer, right? Multiplayer is going to be the big thing for it. Oh, it so it you know will have the money off. Yeah, off, it will have a single know. player campaign, but they know full well that people are going to play multiplayer more than anything. It's like Battlefield so Two, isn't it? Yeah, no, I mean, hopefully better. Well, because oh. Star Starfighter Assault as a game mode in Battlefront Two is really enjoyable. But what they did was they released like what four or five maps 
and that was it. And they've never really changed the stuff that you get within it. You know, they've they've missed the opportunity to introduce like Scarif maps and you know stuff for Rise of Skywalker. They could introduce new stuff to it, and they just haven't. So what I'm really hoping is with Squadrons, they you've got enough content to keep it feeling fresh. Because I went back and played Starfighter Assault for the first time in ages a few days ago, and it just didn't. It's just a bit. You've got people on there at level 900. I mean, Christ, yeah. level 900. How are they? Where's the balancing? I was up against a team that had someone level 900 and someone who had said level max, like no numbers, just maximum level possible. I'm level, I was level 24, 25, because I didn't not play it for a long time. That's so, me in life, maximum level possible. <laughs> but where's the balancing? You know what I mean? Like if you're going to have two teams, uh, you can't have it be that wildly different, mm. surely, because someone who's level 900, they're obviously going to wipe the floor with me because they've been playing it a shitload more than I ever have, and yet the game just kind of goes, yeah, you'll do. And then it's just a bit... yeah. So with Squadrons, I really hope they put some effort in to make it a little bit different and make it a bit more fun. And as much as I will love the customization options and the idea of putting an Ewok bobblehead on a cockpit console, which I definitely will do, (laughs) um, I need more than three or four maps. It needs to be a bit of variation. I'll buy it, and I'll find out, and I'll be disappointed if it doesn't, but I'm going to buy it anyway. But that's what I want. Nice. It does look really beautiful. It looks fantastic. Yeah. Well, I think that's about time, gentlemen. Um, Well, thanks for having me late. Sorry (laughs) the traffic was terrible. It's all right. I I hope you enjoyed your 20 minutes talking about your car. (laughs) Sean always enjoys his time talking about his car. (laughs) I talked a little bit about Apple as well. That was useful, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not complaining. I'm literally saying I hope you enjoyed it. I've been Sean, (laughs) Steve, Dave. I've been Reg. I've I've been been Dave. Dang! Oh, damn! Oh, come on. We were so close with. (laughs) Were we doing reverse alphabet there or something? On on the way out, on on the exit, reverse. Okay. Reverse alphabetical. On the intro. Actual. Yeah, I mean, this sounds this sounds great. This sounds not at all fraught with complication. This is A plus content. Love it. It's about. always because Steve wants to go out first every time. It's never. Oh, it's the last one in. Good. Last one in, first one out. Mm. And it's only because I threatened to to fire Dave. You were like, right, I'm coming on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. to find out why. Because <laughs> uh, he hates twenty four. Oh, I, did, I didn't say I hated it. Well, it was fun. It was fun. He's ever witnessed, and because there's no Michael Keaton in it, he's petitioning <laughs> to get it removed from all streaming well, services. He said, he stayed, <laughs> because he stayed, Michael Keaton matters. He stayed, <laughs> hashtag. He stayed with us for as long as he could. <laughs> David, it's been a pleasure to have you for the time we've had. Thank you. I'm going to see if Michael Keaton needs a hype man somewhere because I can be that guy. <laughs> Right, I've been Dave. I've been Dave. I've been I've Dave. Been Sean. Steve. <laughs> Steve. I've been Reg. I've been Dan, and we did it. Yay. Yay. See you next Bye. week. Bye. Bye. Doodles. <laughs>